This is the Productivity Minute, episode 19. This is a slightly longer version of the podcast because it is an edited version of a presentation made by John Heap, Managing Director of the Institute of Productivity, to an online global productivity discourse organised by the Institute of Productivity and Business Information Management in Nigeria. John's presentation was an overview of where do we go in relation to productivity development following the COVID-19 pandemic. If we start by looking at what's happening today, that's quite a useful starting point. We've got this pandemic and we do know it's a world-shattering importance and it's a world-shattering impact. Not quite sure what those impacts are, but we've seen global globally the economy of every country has kind of gone through the floor so we do know that everybody's going to have difficulty realizing uh it, just to get back to where they were before never mind make the future so various governments have put in place some schemes of support and they put in mainly schemes to protect jobs and protect hopefully the existence of companies so that they are ready to go when the pandemic ends or at least when lockdown ends. We know of course that some industries will be hit and have been hit more than others. Aviation is probably the biggest. Nobody hardly is flying at the moment. So there are thousands of planes grounded on airports, in parking lots and so forth around the world. And aviation will take some time to get going again because lots of people have lost confidence in the ability of other countries to keep them safe, never mind their own country. Travel and tourism is almost non-existent at the moment. If you could travel, you'd be very lucky to find anywhere that you could visit safely or even at all. And hospitality is dead. Most restaurants, most bars, most clubs, most pubs have been closed because it's impossible almost to maintain social distancing in what are unusually crowded places. However, what's wrong, what governments are not doing is reviewing and revising their industrial strategy and they're not looking at their infrastructure development. So governments have done the bare minimum they can to protect jobs and protect firms but they're not really looking at the big future. So, for example, developing ports, roads and railways is something they could be doing while traffic is very light. And I know governments have got a problem with it, obviously, with the cost of things. <laughs> they have to prioritise their expenditure. But they could be doing infrastructure development because what they have done is obviously borrowed lots of money while they've had the chance. What they've tended to do, though, is to look inwards instead of outwards. They've looked at this protection. And in most cases, what, what they've done, therefore, is made their countries lack the capacity to act. And in some cases, even lack the ability, because skills are declining as we speak. Even people who had the skills are losing them and people are not gaining new skills. Not enough people have taken it on themselves to develop their skills during this lockdown period. And most companies are not looking at how they can develop their employees during this period. It's essential that when we have 
the green light to take the economy forward, we have the infrastructure and the skills to move. So skills development is really essential at this stage and it's something that can be going on in this lockdown period. The just-in-time model is likely to lose its appeal to people. The global supply chains are all being affected and we've seen that various countries have run out of essential supplies like personal protective, protective equipment. It's had a real problem in supplying that to the NHS and to care homes and people. So just in time, the model where we get stuff to the right place on the factory floor, just in time to use it, <coughs> is going to prove difficult in the future. We're losing confidence in its ability to work. So we might start building up buffer stocks again. That's going to raise costs. So what we've been relying on in the past is what we call mutually beneficial globalization. That's going as a model. We're looking to benefit ourselves. If you look at America, America's only model is to help America. They don't care about the rest of the world. And various other countries are looking at saying, let's put our own country at the center of the universe, but certainly at the center of the globe, at the center of our expenditure. So in the future, people are gonna be looking at resilience of supply instead of lowering costs. So the focus for productivity development is going to change to that area, I think, to how do we how do we get robust and resilient supply chains operating, not the cheapest supply chains. Now, certainly the previous situation where the US was regarded as a superpower and a global leader is changing. The US position throughout this crisis has been both self-centered and incompetent. Washington and Trump in particular have failed the global leadership test. So we are going to change, but how? Technology can help, hopefully. And hopefully it will drive change in beneficial directions. So what we want to do is innovate in both what we do, how we do it, and make sure that all the way through that we keep a vision of our eventual mission. What is it our company is trying to do trying to be. And Remy mentioned sea productivity. How do we make sure that we improve productivity, we improve production, output and so forth, but also maintain our uh, observation of environmental conditions and the way in which we treat the societies in which we operate, in which we live. We need to look at all of social, environmental and economic factors as we move forward. I've got one very simple statement about change. The game changers will be those that have spent part of this lockdown thinking in new directions. It's too late to start when you restart your business. Now is the time to be thinking, now is the time to be innovating, planning for that future. And while we're doing that, we need to keep our employees engaged and motivated so they can stick with our vision. We need to communicate our new vision to them and make sure they're on board and technology is simply a means to an end. We have to have that vision. We need to know what it is we need to do. Our strategy, our key performance indicators almost be in place for when we start. If we start by thinking we've done a good job by keeping the company afloat, we'll have started too late. What is it we're trying to do now to make us ready for the future?
Thank you. The Productivity Minute was brought to you by the Institute of Productivity. Go to www.instituteofproductivity.com for more information. Thank mm-hmm. you.